Hi guys, I know we're a couple of weeks late. We experienced a technical snafu while I was off in Canada, um, so we didn't have the second half of last week's episode. And then Ben had to go ahead and lose his voice, so we couldn't record this week's episode. So, we've elected to release the first half of last week's episode to keep things a little on track and make sure y'all aren't starved for your news of beers we've had and games we've played. Without further ado, on with the show. She is not because she is saying she can't come uh, tomorrow, so don't worry about it. I said, boo. Welcome to Tanked Up. For another week, we are the number one transatlantic craft beer and video game podcast. I'm Ben Noda, and I'm joined by Adokurji over in Canada. Hello, this time I'm in Hello. Calgary. Nice, another C, another C, good. And joining me in the UK-based bees from Birmingham, it's Lucy Yearwood. Hello. <laughs> What a random intro for everybody. I don't know. Yeah. Let's just get on with it. Beers. Lucy, what are you drinking this week? Uh, this week I am drinking a beer from Beer Bibliotech. Ooh. They are in Gothenburg, Sweden. Um, and I think they only do one batch of um, all these different beers. I think they opened i think it was 2013 or 2014 it was only a few years ago but um i think they've brewed like something above like 100 beers by now or something and they're all yeah. different but um nice. this is just session ipa that's all it's called um and it's number 73 so don't know how many more they've done after this one but this um is their 73rd uh brew it's 3.5 percent and it's got citra and motueka hops in it so is it their seventy third brew or their seventy third session? IPA? Uh, it's seventy third brew. They do different ones because I had um, they do quite a lot of IPAs I think because yeah the other day I had a single hot mosaic from them and that was mm. that was gorgeous um nice but yeah they, they, I think that, I'm sure they do different um styles and flavors and everything like that I'm sure one of their first beers was like a stout or something like a chili stout so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start on something a little more complicated, and then yeah. <laughs> ease yourself into the session beers and the sort of the standard kind of uh, standard kind of brews. Nice, nice. And what was it again? Was it Bibliotech? Yeah, which is, I like that name. Yeah, yeah I do like, too. Um, yeah, it's great, great, isn't it? Like the Library of Beer. But yeah. Nice. Uh, Adam, <laughs> what are you going for first? Uh, I am drinking um, a collaboration between Powell Brewery and Four Winds Brewing um, brewed at Powell in Vancouver. They um, American Farmhouse IPA it's 31 IBUs 6.8 cents and it uh, is a hybrid style air fusing a traditional Belgian farmhouse ale with a New World East Coast IPA. And it's nice. got um, both Belgian and American yeast, Pilsner and wheat malt, 
Enigma, Halter Tile, Blanc, and Idaho Seven Tops. Excellent, excellent. Well, we're we're almost all a little bit European this week because I'm going to drink the uh, Verdant Brewing Company and Left Handed Giant Brewing Company collaboration Merkel, which is a seven percent IPA um, flavor text. Ich bin einer IPA, a murky wheat pilsner style German IPA with a crispy, dry, and fruity finish, offering a solid head and a lovely bright color with a larger ABV to suit the star. This beer is a showcase of new European hop varieties. Zero collusion, yet we've hit it once again. <laughs> Excellent work, everybody. Nice, nice. Not um, only so... do great minds think alike, but ours do as well. Yay! <laughs> Sweet for you, sir. Nice, nice. Uh, Lucy, what's your smell like? What's your taste like? Uh, it's very much what you'd expect from a certain IPA. It's got that very fruity, floral um, aroma to it. It's very hoppy. Um, so if you like your hop-forward beers, I mean, this is for you. Um, yeah, it's it's nice and light. It's it's not one of those hazy ones. It's actually almost translucent, so um, yeah. they're breaking from the trend there. But um, but yeah, it's, it's really pleasant. It's light. It's refreshing. Hoppy. It's what you nice. expect session IPA. It's nice. I really like it. Yeah. Excellent. Because did you, was it last week? Did you have a session IPA last week as well? I can't remember what I drank yesterday, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember the last session IPA you had was a little bit of a letdown. It wasn't quite enough of a beer, really. I believe that's too much, correct. Yeah, yeah. too much into the session. You lot will remember more than me, but yeah, I remember I remember something along those lines. But hey, yeah, yeah, several Good. beers have been drank between then and now, so oh yes, that's why yeah, I probably don't have been drank today already. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, Adol, what's uh, what's yours like, man? Um, the nose is uh, it's got a nice um punch of hoppy citrus. I want to say. It's just a yeah. bit of a, a, a bit a bit of a tang, and then a nice a good solid hop. Um, oh wow, it's um actually more watery than I would have thought in the mouthfeel. Hmm, looks very translucent as well. It looks sort of almost yeah. a, a kind of color. It's um, it definitely the foretaste is definitely that um American style pale, whatever farmhouse which I haven't had a lot of experience with farmhouse ales, but mm. I think I have. I've just not heard of them called that way. Sort of a very mellow, um, light, refreshing um, beer, but the, the hops come in at, at near the end and give it this really lovely shade of, of bitterness that sort of isn't there right at the beginning, but then just sort of mm. sits almost at the same level throughout the finish. Yeah. And it just, so it doesn't get, it just sort of becomes more apparent as all the other flavors about. So you're not sort of nice. getting hit by hops. It's just like, oh yeah, the hops are there. And then you get to appreciate them as the taste sort of fades away. The other tastes fade away. Um, it's isn't super, uh, super um, strong in any respect. Like there's no punch in the face of any of the flavors, but it's really, really yeah. quite good. It's, um, neither is it delicate. Right, it's just sort of a couple tastes that are really well intermingled. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, fine. it's really refreshing. I'm I'm really quite enjoying these first sips. How about yourself, yeah. Ben? Um, 
the the Merkel, it's got a nice sort of citrusy, a little bit of orange on the nose, getting a little bit of sweetness. So you can sort of tell that the there's a the, the, the malt is is sort of pushing through a little bit as well. It's a it's a very pleasant smell. It's it's sort of a combination, as I said, of fruits, the, the citrus and the orange. And on the taste, well, it's, it's got a nice bitterness to it, which kind of comes straight in um, and, and fades out really nicely towards the end. And flavour-wise, there's a little bit of that citrus there, maybe a little bit more sort of orangey than, than lemon, uh, but not quite getting as much of the, the sweet malts as the nose kind of suggested. That's mm. almost gone. It's mm. kind of just a nice, very light very sort of balanced fruity flavor there's as with yours there's no big hoppy flavor to it it's just it's kind of just very well made almost very well balanced yeah you're getting um there's 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 a nice amount of stuff going on it's not sort of one note there's a good bit in it it's a good couple of different fruits in there uh but it's it's just nice. Oh, I like this. This is very seven percent though. Um, well, I've already had a couple of, of very nice beers today. Um from Arbor and Wiper and True when I oh, was wow. the family for the bank holiday. Um and I, I definitely on the walk home from the pub was feeling it a little bit. So this is kind of just gonna <laughs> top me up slightly, I think. Oh well. Right, games. I'm just going to poke in uh, with another thing I noticed with this uh, uh, American mm. farmhouse. Um, the although there's a slight nuttiness to it in the sort of um, the sort of beginning, which is more of the farmhousey um, light, squishy ale, um, mm. and it, but it's just ever so slight. But it does give it that little bit that sort of. I think we talked about lagers having a characteristic of last week in a similar way of like that that character. Again, very subtle, so not like lagery, but it does have that nuttiness character that's similar. And I think it really helps yeah. add to the distinctness of that foretaste from IPAs in general, right? That that sort of I'm oh. assuming the the farmhouse character. Anyway, games. Yeah, yeah, yes. I well, I yeah, actually just before we jumped into games, <laughs> we had a little bit of feedback what? Uh, from Callum Ooh, over on like the Twitter, Callum. at tanktap underscore cast. Um, a, this was a few days ago, and he actually said that he prefers it when we've all got a different beer to drink. So, obviously, with you in Canada, Adol, it's a bit difficult for us to, to collude too much. Mm. And um, and all have the same beer, but I wanted to throw it out to everybody else. Um, obviously, get it to us at tankedup underscore cast on Twitter or tankedupcast at gmail dot com on the emails. But let us know what you think. Do you prefer it when we all have a different beer, as we have done last week and we have this week, or do you like it when we all chat around the same couple of beers in an episode? Let us know. So yes, games, games, Lucy, games, games. No, hold on. Lucy has to have something that she has to say before we talk about games. Uh, <laughs> Just the insert. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Hitman? Is it Hitman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hitman? Hitman's the greatest game ever. Um, games. Switch. 
Switch games. Been playing quite a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is with Switch, I'm still buying games. I'm still buying games day one. It's like, don't usually do that. Usually wait for a sale or something. But because I love playing on it, um, just buy any game really that looks um, looks pretty good. But Nintendo are committing to bringing a new indie out every week. Well, maybe mm. not an indie, but a new game. It's it's sort of like what Xbox used to do um, with with their what was it called? Their 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 spring, their summer, their summer um, oh. summer of arcade. Yeah, yeah. That's what you, it, it sort of feels like that. They're bringing out a game that's because quite a lot of these games, you know, got quite a nice bit of polish on them. Pretty, pretty entertaining, reasonably cheap, and it's it's sort of like what um, Summer of Arcade used to be, just um, highlighting a game every week, just bringing that out and saying, look, we've curated this, we believe it's a good title, then spend your money on it. Um, mm. So over the last few weeks, um, I've played Snake Pass, we talked about that uh, yeah, last yeah. week, yeah, and um, since then I've played a little shoot 'em up called Graceful Explosion Machine. And that's a little game by small development uh, team called Vertex Pop. And they made a shoot of what that came to, I think, PS4 and Xbox One about two, three years ago. But this one, it's... I, I don't know, have you seen any trailers or have you seen any gameplay, screenshots or anything? No, nothing. Yeah. It's, it's a really colourful game. It's got, like, this sort of... Um, geo, the enemies are, like, sort of polygonal and... Geometric. It's sort of like Geometry Wars. It's you're going through these uh, rounds that they're called phases, and you have to just basically survive. You have to. Um, you've got a couple of weapons. Um, it's a set arsenal. You don't ever upgrade your weapons, or you don't ever okay. get new ones. Hmm. But um, each weapon has its purpose, and it has um, and it's better against certain enemies. And yeah. um, so even though the game like it shows its hand quite early, you, you get all the access to all the abilities and all the weapons right. quite early. Um, it it doesn't it never gets bland, it never gets old. Um, there's four worlds and I think there's about ten stages on each of them. Hmm. So it's about forty levels and um, you can probably complete it in few few hours, but I think where it shines is the fact that you're always trying to um, get higher scores. And you know, yeah. try and best your score, because I, I, I'm not I'm not usually someone who will you know attain for the highest score. I'm just like, as long as I pass it, that's good enough. But but in this <laughs> game, it's it's like you you're compelled to go back, you're compelled to um, try and get a higher score. Um, you you basically get ranked from A B C D. I don't think I've ever got a D or something like that. An S rank. And what I wanted to do was go back and get all the S ranks um, on all the levels. So. It's it's really addictive. I mean, I'll go a little bit more into the um, weapons. You basically have this uh, got this normal like you know your standard just laser beam that you can just mash. If if you mash it too much, it will um, overheat and you have to let it cool right. down. You've got this um, sort of like skive sort of um, ability okay. where if you if you're in a tight um, encounter and there's enemies surrounding you basically in your nearest vicinity in a 360 degree circle it will eliminate all those enemies 
Okay. Uh, oh, just nice. like an area effect on point sort of blast type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what else have you got? You've got like this um, focus laser beam, which is high power, but uses a lot of um, energy from your right. ship. And oh, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. Oh, you got missiles. You got missiles, that's the last one. So tap the X button and several missiles will fly, will fly at enemies. But nice. basically, um, using all these different abilities, it uses up power. And yeah. by getting to, in order to get power, you have to kill enemies, and they drop these little yellow um, markers, and you just pick those up, and you gain more power. But it's it's like micromanaging um, all these different weapons and your arsenal. You know, try not to run out of power, try not to get cornered, fighting all these different types of enemies, which you know so, sometimes a laser beam will be best for this this enemy or. This mm. enemy is really fast, so you better use missiles and stuff like that. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a really it's only ten pounds, and it's it's a really I, I liked it much more than I thought I would, to be honest. I mean, I do like shoot 'em ups, but um, sometimes it can get a bit challenging. But this has a right amount of challenge. You, you know, if you die several times, you you can still like restart from a phase, but um. Your 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 multiplier and your score will get wiped out. So yeah. the aim is to never die, basically. But um, but yeah, it's it's a really entertaining game. I mean, just check it out. It's only ten pounds. Did you um? To play. Mm. Did you run through the whole game doing all of the missions, and then think you wanted to go back and S rank it, or did you do a few missions, try and then go back and S rank them? Yeah, I did what you said in the latter. I did a few missions like that. It was like, oh, I really like that. Let me. Before I go into World Three, I'll S rank all of World Two. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. your 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 combo, uh, the multiplier, does that just uh, does that that transcend the the levels as well? No, so. it's it's, ju it's just within um, the levels. So. Yeah. Um, but the worst thing is having your multiplier just get wiped out because. Yeah. That's when you know you're not getting the S rank level. So yeah, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Check it out. But yeah, other than that, I've been playing Mr. Shifty, but that can be saved for another week. Nice, nice. That sounds so. Is it on um, just uh, Switch? Yeah, it's. Um, I believe it's a timed exclusive, just on Switch. Mm. I oh, believe. That's interesting. Um, they uh, yes, they Vertex Pop is a Toronto-based um developer, and they were developing yeah. for the Switch in general. I, they, okay. So they they worked exclusively with and directly with um with Nintendo when they were developing this. I'm sure they'll port oh, it, okay. but but it'll it's yeah. a it's a it's not a, a port uh, for anything else as it stands. Mm. Um, yeah. Apparently, the is it true that they make use of Rumble quite well? Um, they do, but I, I don't think. To be honest, Rumble to me just feels like. Unless, unless you're really using it in ways such as like one two switch and you got you know you find yeah. them those balls or whatever it is it, do <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really translate that well for me it just feels like normal normal vibration that you get in any kind of control it just yeah, it doesn't feel yeah. dynamic enough it, I'm yeah. sure the tech is there and it can be used to a good effect but it's just it just feels like any normal vibration but that being said i only play my switch in handheld mode well um, if you're using it for joy con grip or something maybe it's different 
Well, it's just um, apparently, um, depending on um, where the action is on the screen, because mm. there's rumbles in each of the Joy-Cons, it will, uh, I'm just glancing at an article, article that uh, Vertex mm. did with the CBC, um, that yeah. they, causing havoc on the left side of the screen will make the left controller vibrate more than the right side, and vice versa. Mm. Uh, but me, it, it doesn't seem like you've noticed case, that. Yeah, it's just like, whatever, you know? It's like, that's that doesn't interest me, to be honest, and it doesn't, it didn't make the feel, game feel any better or worse or anything like that. I, I barely even noticed it. I knew that they were vibrating, but I didn't, I didn't know it was, you know, to the tune of if something happens on the left side um, of the screen or the right yeah. side of the screen, so. Can I ask you one question? So, given that you only use it in handheld mode, um, mm. do you think rumble is a thing that, because rumble has never been in a handheld, correct? Ah, uh, no. Yeah. Not, it, not that I can remember, no. It, you seem pretty... Uh, it's just regular rumble, but do you find it mm. that useful, or do you need to maybe think about it, because uh, I'm jumping, throwing a weird question at you. Yeah, I think I think just playing on an Xbox controller or DualShock 4, DualShock 4 has vibration, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so it just, just feels like that, and it's like, okay... <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing more. I think. I think what's um, better, in my opinion, is like, um, is it the haptic feedback in like the Xbox triggers? Oh yeah. Uh, to say like if you're playing like a racing game or a shooter or something like that, that that sort of feedback on the um, on the triggers is far more interesting to me than just right. normal vibration or hate. H HD rumble, which is basically just vibration. For God's sake! Yeah. No, this but it's like, but it's it's vibration that can tell how many balls you are coupling. Coupling. <laughs> Fuck. Coupling. Cupping. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so important in our day-to-day -day lives. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, good, good one for the uh, one for the switch yeah. owners. To start with, neither Adel or myself. Although Adel, you have been looking into picking one up, haven't you? Yeah, but it's uh, despite the ha fact that I have EB Games Canada gift card that will uh, just sitting there waiting for me to blow it all on a switch. There's just no switches in sight. Oh dear. There, um, there were so uh, on Wednesday or something. It turns out that a couple EB Games um got them in. But I I just wasn't paying attention, and I found out in the afternoon, and they were all gone well before then. So uh, I yeah, I yeah. suspect uh, I I had to be on top of things a couple of weeks before I came here, and then continuously. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just uh, keep uh, swap to credit on stores gift cards or something. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like a dumb thing to leave three hundred dollars not creating interest and or allowing me to abuse it for um, yeah. actual gameplay. Yeah, yeah here's me much. thinking that it would get interesting, you know, like that um, that Futurama episode when he oh, goes into his bank yeah. and he had like that was so $2 good. on it and he had like six billion <laughs> he, year three in one In one move he became the richest person in the world. <laughs> yeah. Could be you, the EB Games Club. Yeah, so sadly they don't they don't offer interest. So unless there was massive deflation, um, yes. oh yeah, be the king of Canada. Yeah. Nice, no, just move in straight away. 
Look at me with all of my money. It is my realm now. Oh, I was actually going to say, well, historically, the King of Canada does live in Britain. so That's very true, yes. Yes, you could just fly back, lord it up over all of us. Anyway, let's let's move on. I want to talk briefly about a game I played last night, which comes as part of a series which I've never played before. Um, I, I've kind of hit a point where I'm, I'm almost just trawling through my back catalogue and the, the PS Plus games that I've just been right. collecting for months and just haven't touched. Um, and as I was going through my library, I found a Saints Row Get Out of Hell. Oh, okay. And I have never played a Saints Row game before. Oh, and you're picking Get Out of Hell? So, I, well, it's it's the one that it was available right. to me. And I Wait, thought, well, I, the... I've never played one. Oh, let's see what it's like. It's a, it's standalone. I think it's the Saints Row 4 engine, and it's a... Well, it's almost Saints Row 4 like, is the Saints Row 3 uh, engine. A sequel. Okay, all right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe it's the... Uh... It's, I think it's a continuation of Saints Row 4. So yeah. Saints Row is kind of a... Um, a GTA style open world, but it's a bit more, I suppose, arcadey would be the best kind of way to describe it. Yeah. Or at least that's what I get from playing this game. Um, you know, shooting's a little bit shit, driving's not <laughs> fantastic. Uh, but the whole premise with this is that you arrive in hell and you're given some powers to take down Satan. So actually, you don't really drive anywhere you're flying about you're running really quickly um uh, you know along the ground mm. jumping into the air going into flight mode pinging around shooting some people going somewhere else doing a few different objectives on the map and it's it's a little bit directionless it's very open you can kind of just do what you want when you want really um but it's it's kind of mindless and it's sort of fun in the sense that I put, you know, I played it for one evening and that's probably all I'm going to get out of it. I think I've got the, I've got one more mission to do, which is the final mission. I might play that this evening just to finish it off and move on to something else. Um, but it's, it's one of those games that, for an evening, it was it was fine. It, yeah. it was a, it was more of a distraction than and a time filler, I suppose, than actually something I wanted to try and get into or experience the narrative of or look at this really cool mechanic that the game uses. Um, and it, it's you know it's fun just to kind of let go and have a mindless evening of yeah. not really caring what you're doing, just running around shooting people, not really paying attention. It's got some uh, some fun parts when it's giving you a bit of uh, a bit of story. Uh, suddenly, one of the the cutscenes, the characters just break into song, and for about three <laughs> or four minutes, they're just singing. And I thought, actually, that's it. it, it it's it's well placed within what mm. you're doing, and it was quite funny. It's probably the only part that I've laughed at, even oh. though there's a lot of pushed humor on you yeah. uh, and they try and be quite comical there's a lot of sort of one-liners a lot of little quips but <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> I, I think to myself i'm sat there thinking i should be having fun 
when I'm kind of just playing around, shooting the shit out of people, mindlessly going, well, it's all right, isn't it? It's kind of okay. Um, but it's it sort of turned me off um, Saints Row. So, oh, yeah. as I say, it's the first time I've played yeah. a Saints Row game. It's just a franchise that I've completely missed. Yeah. Um, and I think if that is what Saints Row is, that's probably enough for me. I don't um, think it's yeah. it's anything I will ever revisit or, or go to. I think um, it's the franchise has taken some really turns. Mm. Um, every iteration has gotten so. Saints Row Two is probably my favorite uh, of the Saints Row. Oh games, really? Okay. Um, because it it did the nonsense buffoonery with a reasonable plot. I thought it was right. a spiritual successor to like your Vice City GTA era um, mm. GTA mm. clones, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah style yeah. games rather. Um, and but it was it was grounded, but there was a lot of like the mini games were nonsense, like insurance fraud, where you throw yourself in front of a I car. I love that one, <laughs> uh, etc. Yeah. Um, and it, but it like it still had that stable grounding. While after that, it very much became. More nonsense, more chasing people with large six foot wobbly dildos to beat them to death. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that sounds fun. like GTA anyway. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> which is but like the 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 focus became much more like that, and then obviously the superpowers yeah. and stuff meant that driving and stuff doesn't really matter. Like, why would you steal a car when you can fly and or run faster than a car? Except, yeah, yeah. Except I feel I like driving, but yeah. even then. We're humans, so it's like I like driving, but I also want to get to the mission faster, so I won't drive. Oh, but I wanted to drive. Oh, the game is now discouraging me from what I want to do. Um, and I've never played Gather to Hell or Four. I'm oh, sorry, I've started Four, but never finished it. And, yeah, I and, started. And four. I think that's a lot to do with the. It's it it's become nonsense, sort of. Uh, it, they used to lamp, lampoon games and what we do, like Saints Row Two and and Three. Two, a lesser extent but still quite strongly made fun of like yeah the whole point of these games is we like fucking about um mm. and i feel like after mid three it started just being about referencing that the like the game is saying fuck about rather than you're fucking but part of the joy yeah, of an open yeah. world sandbox is that you sort of make up your own version of this nonsense completely Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. I think GTA Online is sort of the spiritual successor to those earlier Saints Rows. You're the spiritual successor to the open world sandbox. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's a series that I've got a lot of time for because, yeah, I've, I've played all of them. I didn't finish four. Um, but yeah, it's like Saints Row 1 was, it was a GTA clone, but it's like, it, it didn't have that sort of polish or... Oh, or no, it was a straight up or anything. Yeah, straight up clone, but and as you say, the second one and third one, extremely the fourth one, they just thought, you know what, instead of trying to chase this golden goose and trying to be like Rockstar, mm-hmm. why don't we just, you know, go in the complete opposite direction and just make that, this stupid game and for me, three's the best one, because that's when they just you know the leash came off, and it's yeah. like, yeah, let's just go completely insane. I mean, the opening to that game, when you're, like, jumping out of a building and to Kanye West's power, I mean, that's a great opening. And yeah. I think at some point you're in a Tron level, and some other point you're playing as a toilet. 
yeah. and there's some zombie outbreak. And it was just stupid, stupid fun, and I just loved it for that. But um, I, I suppose yeah. they needed to do something else apart from well, you know just be a GTA clone, didn't they? Yeah, they needed another you know, hook because yeah. why would you just buy a, a slightly unpolished, not quite well uh, mapped out or mechanically sound GTA clone? They need yeah. they needed well, something else to pull people and, in. And uh, Saints Row Three came out around the time of GTA Four, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think maybe. Okay. And, and GTA Four was when they sort of, of went away from all of the silliness and really went mm-hmm. to like serious plot. And so the fact that THQ um, doubled down on the nonsense, I think, gave uh, gives you a lot of love for Saints Row Three in the time because you're like, yeah. fuck, I like most people. If they have a least favorite GTA game, it's GTA 4 or GTA yeah. 2. But I mean, yeah, possibly, no one's played possibly. GTA 2 except. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so it's, I think it's... I think it's well worth you trying out. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. But, I'll have uh, a, I'll have another I'll have another look. Um, we are going to move on, but Lucy, you are leaving us. Um, just give us your quick thoughts on your beer. Yeah, it's really my session IPA. I mean, it's light, it's hoppy, it's what you drink on a nice summer day when you're having four or five of those. So, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's good um, beer bibliotech. Um, I haven't always seen their beers in you know in this country, but if you can find them, then definitely give them a go because you know their beers, as I say, they only batch um, batch one of them um, of each type. So. They're pretty, nice. it's kind of exclusive, so you may nice, want to nice. jump on that bandwagon sooner or yeah, later. She'll, uh, she'll yeah, she'll go and look out for it on the next trip to the bottle shop. Good. And that's all we've got. I'll just remind you that you can reach us at tankedup underscore cast on Twitter, tankedupcast at gmail.com for an email. Uh, ben can be reached at nova underscore 47. Lucy at Beerresistible underscore, and myself at The Omniarch. We'd love to hear from you, and stay tuned for next week's episode, where we take a trip to the Good Chemistry Brewery. It should be a hell of a time. Ciao. Okay, so computer, what do you need? Like, well, I bought a computer. I've never had a computer before. I've not turned this one on. <laughs> I nice. Bought, I bought a Mac off of the shopping channel. Oh dear.